All right. I think that was Dick. That's great. Let me go. I'm going to go get robed up during the prelude, but these are just some announcements. Welcome. If you're newer from away, nice to have you here. Hello to everyone who's on YouTube. Um, we have a new setup. There's a new wife. Wi-Fi booster behind me. So we have a boost of a Wi-Fi signal. So this should fix the issues we had last week. Uh, please leave yourself on mute unless you're talking. This is public. Uh, the bulletin is in the chat and please prepare your communion elements uh, whenever you get a chance. That is all I have in the way of welcome, but I'm glad you're with us this morning. I think we're doing Clementi as the prelude today.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us admit to God the sin which always confronts us. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Dear friends, hear the good news. In Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May the Lord enrich you with grace and nourish you with blessing. The Lord defend you in trouble and keep you from all evil. The Lord accept you from your accept your prayers and absolve you from your offenses. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, through your Son, you have called us to live faithfully and act courageously. Keep us steadfast in our covenant of grace and teach us the wisdom that comes only through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. First reading today is from the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make 
or yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them but rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the seventh day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, thanks be to God. God. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. You are the Father. I am the clay. Hold me and make me. Is what I pray. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. You are the potter. I am the clay. Hold me and make me. Is what I pray. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. 
Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. The Holy Gospel is from the second book of John, verses 13 through 22. This is the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and, money, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews, the Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you, O Christ. Christ. Just 
We're continuing this week with a series of reflections on the meaning of the Eucharist. And I want to start this week by going back in time to an event that's very important and most people have never heard of. So you can brag about this after the sermon today. It's called the Fourth Lateran Council, and it was convened by Pope Innocent III in 1215. This was an enormous meeting. It was one of the first where the Pope sort of gathered political leaders from across Europe. It set down new rules and regulations for the medieval church in its vast domain. And it's of particular interest to us because when the Lutheran Reformation blew up 300 years later, it was largely in response to the culture, the doctrines, and the rules created by this conference. If you've ever heard arguments about what Lutherans think about communion and what Catholics think, well, this is where everything started. And it's surprisingly interesting to go back and read through the list of regulations that they came up with. As you might expect, some of the rules reflect an environment that feels impossibly distant from our own context. Canon number 22 reads, clergy may neither pronounce nor execute a sentence of death. Some of the rules they came up with sound like good ideas that I might start enforcing around here. Canon number 19, household goods are not to be stored in churches. And some of them are so terrible they make you cringe at what's coming. Canon number 68, Jews must be distinguished from the Christians by a difference of dress. Now, some of the rules are kind of mundane at first glance, but they actually suggest an interesting problem that the church is dealing with. And it's one of those that I want to focus on today. This is canon number 21. Everyone who has attained the age of reason is bound to confess his sins at least once a year and to receive the Eucharist at least at Easter. Now, if you read between the lines, you can see something interesting here. That if you went to Western Europe in the 12th century, you would find lots of faithful, prayerful, generous Christians, people who were by every indication true believers and wanted to be Orthodox Christians, who for some reason didn't want to take communion. The question for us is, why? And to answer that question, it helps to go back to today's Hebrew Bible reading. This is the story of the covenant that God forms with the Israelites at Mount Sinai. The Israelites have been rescued from slavery in Egypt. They've traveled out into the wilderness, and now God is forming them as a new, different type of community in the world. They're brought out of slavery into freedom, and that freedom is formed through these famous commandments. And these commandments aren't just guardrails that's meant to keep society from turning into Lord of the Flies. They're meant to order society in a way that reflects the character of God. So that when you encounter life as it's lived among this group of people, you glean something about what their loving, life-giving, and liberating God is like. How do you know that these are the people of God? How do you know that they are in a covenant relationship with God? Because they don't worship any other gods. They don't take the Lord's name in vain. They don't murder each other. They don't steal, etc., etc. Now, if the commandments are just meant to keep order, then that's all fine and good. But if the commandments are meant to help people reflect the character of God, then that's going to be a problem. 
because the standard for keeping the commandments isn't just not killing people. The standard is treating people the way God does. If you've ever read Luther's comments on the Ten Commandments in the Small Catechism, you know he does something similar here. When he shifts the commandments from guardrails, from rules, to commandments as vocation. And he does it by framing all of them in a positive light. Not just rules you have to not break, but an ethic that forms our entire lives. And when you do that, when you try to actually be shaped by them and not just flagrantly break them, then it starts to get much harder. Not just you shall have no other gods, but we are to fear, love, and trust God above all things. Not just you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, but that you come to their defense, speak well of them, and interpret everything they do in the best possible light. Now, if these commandments are just rules to be a reasonably upstanding member of society, basically pay your taxes, put out your recycling, don't kill anyone, then I'm doing pretty well. But if these are meant to order my life, if these are meant to reflect the love of God through my vocation and witness, then the truth is I'm actually not doing all that great. I don't make wrongful use of the Lord's name, but I always make sure to sign emails with reverend when I need a favor from someone. I don't steal from others, but I don't think much about the working environment of the people who harvest my food or make my clothes. I don't bear false witness against my neighbor, but I view pretty much everything they do in a way that's most favorable to me and just reinforces what I think about them, which is often not particularly kind. Coveting other people's houses on Zillow is just about the least of my problems. And that brings us around to why these 12th century believers who prayed and served didn't want to take communion. Their actions probably seem strange to us at first glance. We love communion. We got to have it. Why didn't they want to take communion? But they understood something important which is that if you have to achieve your salvation or behave your way to God, then you're never going to get there. If the metric for whether you are worthy to receive the body of Christ is whether your life perfectly reflects the love of God, well, probably better for you just to stay in the pew. But they only believed that because the church around them misunderstood something else very important, something Luther happened to get. And there's another sign of that in today's reading, too. Before the rules, before the laws, God says something else. I am your God. That no matter what else happens in the wilderness, no matter what else happens in the future, God will be God for them. God will not be God if they meet a certain standard or if they keep a certain set of rules, but God will be God. I am who I am. People often say that the God of the Old Testament is a God of wrath, which is true as long as you don't actually read much of the Old Testament. But when you read the Israelites' history with God, you discover that it's usually the people of God who are the wrathful ones. But whenever they stray from God's promises or confuse salvation with their own comfort, God shows up again and again and again to bring people back into their covenant. God is challenging Sure, 
But more than that, God is relentlessly nurturing. No matter what the people do, God is still their God. And that word, I am your God, is the same word that God speaks here to us at table today. That apart from our actions, God is still God for us. And the reason we gather at this table is not because we are good people whose lives reflect the compassion of God, but because we know that they often don't. As the author of our Lenten book puts it, we take Holy Communion not because we're doing well, but because we're doing badly. And that's why it's good news for us that Christ eats with sinners and tax collectors, because it means that Christ is at table with people like you and people like me. And we encounter God here at table today, just like the Israelites encountered God at Sinai. Not as an end, but as a beginning. Not as a reward, but as a foundation. Not as an achievement, but as a blessing. So that even as we journey through the wilderness, we too might walk in newness of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There was no other name by which men could be seen. There was no other name under heaven. There was rest for my soul and the wounded made whole. And the captive set free and forgiven. There was no other name by which man can be seen. There was no other name under heaven. There was rest for my soul and the wounded faithful. And the captive set free and forgiven. So much love as I had never known. I found in the grace that called to me. In my own righteousness, this is why my heart and soul and tongue confess. There is no other name by which man can be saved. There is no other name under heaven. There is rest for my soul and the wounded made whole. And the captive set free and forgiven. So much love I had never known. I found in the grace that flowed to me in my unrighteousness. This is why my heart and soul and tongue confess. There is no other name by which man can be seen. There is no other name under heaven. There is rest for my soul, and the wounded made whole, and the captive set free and forgiven. I invite you to unmute yourself as we join the church around the world, confessing our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Creator. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Relying on the promises of God, let us pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. There is no God before you. Purify the faith of your church that your people may place their trust in nothing beside you. Your name is holy. So guide your church that in every situation, your people's words and actions might honor your name. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. The heavens declare your glory. Renew your creation. Provide leaders in the struggle for clean air and water. Protect creatures and crops that rely on healthy ecosystems. Give all people the willingness to repent when our way of life harms the creation. Hear us, O God. Your Your foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. Fill leaders with the foolishness of your peace and mercy. Your law defends the vulnerable. May you work through legislators, judicial systems, and systems of law enforcement to protect the well-being and freedom of all. We pray especially this week for the people of Ireland and the United Kingdom. Hear us, O God. Your weakness is stronger than human strength. Protect those who are vulnerable and give courage to all who are suffering. Defend victims of crime and bring redemption to those who have harmed others. Give Sabbath rest to all who labor. And if you have any other petitions, I invite you to offer those at this time. Fred. Janet. My mom. Fred. John. Peter. Hear us, O God. Walk us into the wilderness to hear your voice where silence reigns. Give us insight, the vision beyond all seeing, that we may look upon the heavens torn open and know that the time of good news for all creation is now. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who clears a space in our hearts, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also, also with, you. with you. Peace be with you all. Be with you. Be with you. I'll sit down.
Let us pray. God, our provider, you have fed us not with bread alone, but with words of grace and life. Bless us and these your gifts, which we receive from your bounty. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. We give you thanks, Father, through Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, whom you sent in this end of the ages to save and redeem us and to proclaim to us your will. He is your word inseparable from you, through whom you created all things and in whom you take delight. He is your word sent from heaven to a virgin's womb. He there took on our nature and our lot and was shown forth as your son, born of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary. He, our Lord Jesus, fulfilled all your will and won for you a holy people. He stretched out his hands in suffering in order to free from suffering those who trust you. He is the one who handed over to a death he freely accepted in order to destroy death, to break the bonds of the evil one, to crush hell underfoot, to give light to the righteous, to establish his covenant, and to show forth the resurrection. Taking bread and giving thanks to you, said, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering then his death and resurrection, we take this bread and cup, giving you thanks that you have made us worthy to stand before you and serve you as your priestly people. Send your spirit upon these gifts of your church. Gather into one all who share this bread and wine. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to establish our faith and truth that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, Our Father, Father Lord, 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 I will be on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who give us against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see, the Lord is good.
Let us pray. Merciful God, accompany our journey through these 40 days. Renew in us the gift of baptism that we may provide for those who are poor, pray for those in need, fast from self-indulgence, and above all, that we may find our treasure in the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. this time we open things up for any announcements joys and concerns did anyone have anything you wanted to share with the congregation i i have a personal concern that uh, this friday i'm having rotator cuff repair surgery 
it was postponed from three weeks ago when we had that foot of snow. So uh, good luck, Carl. Thanks. Thank I'd like to also share that uh, uh, as uh, the new chair of giving and advocacy, we will be doing the uh, Easter baskets. I will be doing them at least. And uh, there will be more coming out with that in the weekly updates. Thank you. And I'd like to share that um, I, I did see the surgeon on Friday and um, out of the scooter and into a boot and walking, uh, gimping really. And um, um, I started on Friday uh, physical therapy. So everything is going well and can't be better. Progress is good. That's good. Thank you for letting us know. Um, Ralph will be praying for you. And this would also, this is a good segue. I got a phone call from Janet Schultz yesterday. She has been in the hospital this weekend. Uh, she should be out within the next few days, but I invite you to keep Janet in your thoughts and care as well. Was there anything else anyone had? I didn't see anybody. Uh, my stuff for this week is we have our midweek discussion this week. That's Wednesday at seven. There's no prep for that. You can just uh, show up to that. And we read text together and talk about uh, the gospel of Mark. That's fun. Sunday school confirmation is today at four. Uh, if you're doing the week by week Lutheran World Relief personal care kit project, we'll collect these during Holy Week. This week's item is a toothbrush adult size. Uh, and then please reach out to me. We're getting ready for Holy Week. For the Stations of the Cross, if you want to read for the audio reflection, uh, I need to know by Wednesday, you'll receive stuff on Thursday. You don't have to write anything. You'll get a script and you can just read the script in your phone. Uh, and then if you want to submit music for the playlist, please do that uh, as soon as you're able. You've only had a couple of people do that so far. And I know that you guys have hot takes about hymns. Uh, so please feel, feel free to get those to me. Uh, and then finally, just briefly, council is meeting tomorrow and we're going to have endowment recommendations for the spring. And we're going to hopefully have Holy Week basically wrapped up. Holy Week, there's one day that's been a real uh, thorn in our planning. And so hopefully we'll have that resolved soon. But I think it's going to be a nice Holy Week. Uh, so pray for dry weather. Uh, I invite you to receive the blessing. We go on our way to act in accord with Jesus' words and deeds, to be salt of the earth, to seek justice, to build peace, to protect the creation, and to gain life. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace and feed the hungry. Thanks. Thanks be to God. God.
Thanks, Jason. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. You too. Thank you all. Yeah.